I am Natalie Bullen, and I was put on this earth to help eradicate poverty in communities of color and uplift women so that they can earn the wealth they deserve and desire. Hey, I'm your host, Ronya Sakata, queen of joy. That's how my friends call me, talking to you from Zurich, Switzerland. I want to make this world more joyful and playful and colorful because we don't have a guarantee for tomorrow. So let's enjoy today. Will you join me? I'm all in. I founded the Joy Academy for exactly that reason. And on the Let's Create Joy podcast, we talk visions, dreams, self-care, habits, challenges, creating joy and much more in motivational solo episodes at the beginning of the month and inspiring talks with my wonderful guests. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at joyismycompass for getting fun and tangible daily inspiration for our monthly topic. You make the difference and you are the most important person in your life. Yes, we can live our best lives right now while we have our big vision in our head and heart. Let's dive right in. Enjoy! Welcome Natalie Bullen to the Let's Create Joy podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. You're my superstar or not not even secret superstar in a Facebook group where we're both members in and you are a superstar. Come on, you have to admit it. And I'm so, so, so proud to have you as my guest. And as always, I ask first, what do you do and who are you and what brings you joy and how do you create joy within your everyday life? And now the mic is all up to you. Hey, I am Natalie Bullen. I own Unapologetic Wealth, which is a firm that helps women, especially women of color, step into the wealth that they deserve and desire. And I do this in two main ways. I am a money mindset coach. So I help women who are under earning beneath their potential, start charging more, getting more confident, learn how to sell so that they can start hitting 10 and $20,000 months consistently in their business. And then after I help them grow all this money, we move to the financial planning aspect. I'm a licensed financial planner. And that means that I can help people with their debt management, their savings plans, their estate planning, just all the little pieces that move you from rich to wealthy, because we know that high incomes alone don't create generational wealth. And unfortunately, women are more likely to be the breadwinner, but we're the least likely to take financial risks and hit our retirement goals. That's right. We are four times more likely to be in poverty and retirement, even though we are more educated than men in the United States. So these are things that I'm passionate about. I am here to flip that script. It brings me joy to speak. It brings me joy to talk to people about what is holding them up from success and give them hope and encouragement and motivation. And being on podcasts such as yours give me joy in my everyday life, talking to my beautiful husband and making him laugh. I have a goal to make three people laugh a day. Okay, so that's a that cool is, goal. <laughs> it's a really cool goal. I've had that goal since I was 22. I haven't missed a day yet. I don't ever intend to. The day I miss it will probably be the day they put me in the ground. And 
I think it's important to have goals that are centered on other people's happiness and not just yours. How, how did you decide on that goal when you were 22? Like, you know, I was kind of a grumpy teenager. I was bullied in middle school. And so I kind of put on a hard shell as a defense mechanism. And then I started listening to Will Smith and watching his movies. And I, I heard him talk one day. And this was long before, you know, he's got a book out now and he's really transparent. He's in his 50s. But 10, 15 years ago, Will Smith was very guarded. He didn't really talk a lot about anything he didn't want people to know. But I heard him say, you know, laughing was a coping mechanism for him. And that if he could bring joy to other people, it would make his life better. Like, you know what, I'm having a terrible day, but look what I've done for someone else. And I thought to myself, you know what, that's that's pretty doable. I can't ensure that I'm always going to have a good day, but I can ensure that I'm going to run into three people. And if I run into three people, I'm going to say something funny. And so we'll credit Will Smith for that. Oh, so cool. And he would love to hear this story, right? He's I, I love how it's he's... a goal in life to meet Will Smith. Yeah, you will. You will for sure. I, I really love how he he grown he has grown with us together, you know? Like if you are on TV or in, in movies so much and you already see he must have changed because he he uh, chose different scripts, you know, different movies. Like yeah, I mean they, they went down in, in depth of, of yeah. the story and Oh, I, I really appreciate how also he, his Instagram content, like about relationships, that's oh, yeah. so cool. Like you don't, you can't give um, the responsibility for your happiness to your partner. You have to be responsible for yourself. I love that clip. I shared that with my community too. Like that's so oh. important. So other than three, making three people laugh, I bet you have other little things in your everyday life Whatever it is, you know, do you share some more little nuggets, how you treat yourself and how you do, how you do that, that thing called life, like the everyday yeah. thing? Well, now that I'm full-time entrepreneur, Fridays are CEO days, which means I don't work yeah. <laughs> um, at all on Friday. I don't make any commitments, not coffee chats, not clubhouse rooms. Not, no, 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 nothing that has to be put on a calendar on Friday. And that is so exciting. Tomorrow is my first one. Uh -huh. Yay. <laughs> Because the last two Fridays I've been out of town. And so unfortunately I've had to fly back, which isn't really relaxing um, on commercial airlines. So I am excited about tomorrow, about not having to do any work at all. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train my people that I'm off on Friday, right? I'm going to train my Facebook that I'm off on Friday. I'm going to train people in the DMs that I'm off on Friday. Hey, thanks for messaging me. I'm not in the office. I will get back to you on blank. And that'll either be the one Saturday a month that I work or Monday. So That's going to bring me joy. I'm already happy about it. Um, and what will you husband, do tomorrow? You know, is it is it thinking CEO day or or um, spa day for the CEO? Yeah, I'm going to say no, no, no. You know, I thought about spa day, but that's another appointment. 
So I'm not going to do that, at least not tomorrow. And I just went to a retreat. So, I mean, I got my nails and hair and makeup and all that stuff done. Although I can't find my flat iron. So I probably will find my flat iron tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I'll probably have like a nice lunch. My husband does almost all of the cooking, but I'm sure it would be a nice break for him for us to like have a nice lunch instead of him having to cook. Cause he cooks breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. So I'll give him a break tomorrow too. He can see your day. Um, but I mean, he cooks me breakfast in the morning. It'll be here in about an hour. And then I have tea in the evening that he brings me, which I think is really sweet. Yeah. I do love clubhouse. I do like to pop into people's rooms, especially like smaller rooms. The algorithm on that app has changed. If people don't know me, I am really famous on Clubhouse. She called me a superstar. The only place that that might be true is on the audio-only platform called Clubhouse. And it's really hard to get a big following there now. I was one of the original, like an older user. And so I was able to get big there before the masses came on. Now I hear it's incredibly difficult. So I like to go in smaller rooms and get up on stage to help boost rooms of new people, even if I don't know them, because I don't want them to be discouraged and say, oh, this doesn't work for me. You never know, it could work for you. Um, that's about it, I'm gonna talk to my mom, but I talk to my mother every day, every calendar day that I'm alive, that's what I do. She is just the sweetest little breath of fresh air. I mean, she is an eternal ray of positivity, so. I, I wish everyone could have a mother like mine. It is definitely one of the biggest components of my success. So I'll call my mom tomorrow and uh, that's about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to push myself. I'm a pusher and an, a high achiever. And I have to retrain my brain that achievement does not equal busyness and that I can do nothing for one day and nothing bad is going to happen. So we'll see how the experiment goes. So that's like your your um, plan or your commitment to have this Friday, yes. this holy sacred Friday is CO yep. day. From now on. Yep, forward. at least Q1. You never know. I, I try things quarter by quarter. If for some reason I see where Friday's just not the best day then i'll move it to a different day but for now i'm trying out friday so cool yeah it's gonna be cool and what other you you said now will smith had a big influence on you changing you from grumpy teenager well at 22 you're not a teenager anymore but you changed a lot i guess as we all do in in this in this these kinds of time periods but how was the influence like can you say other names or um events or a book maybe where you were like oh wow now something shifted now it it moved a rock or a log out of my my river yeah. of life and now it's it's going better do you have like experiences like that you want to oh, share of course i don't really know who to credit for it i i think it's in perception so I didn't realize that I was perceived as a mean or angry person until I got on Facebook. And I was a late adapter of Facebook. So most people I know have been on Facebook 15 years. However long Facebook's been around, they've been on Facebook. I think I've been on Facebook seven years, which in terms of Facebook is not very long at all. And every year I do an annual experiment. 
and I write, drop one word, you know, write one word in the comment that describes me. And the words I got were very unpleasant. Okay. They were um, straightforward, stern, blunt, angry, hostile, stubborn. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, the nicest words I got from like Christians, you know, who didn't want a name call um, were like aggressive and bossy. Those were about the friendliest words I got. But I, I, like, I, I like stubborn. I like stubborn. I, I think stubborn is a beauty. It's more beautiful than. Uh... I know, but it, it it did. It wasn't stubborn in a good connotation. It was definitely stubborn. Like you need to change and we know you're not gonna. So we're not even going to tell you to. And so, you know, I wanted people to get better with their money. I wanted to move into finance and I realized no one's going to listen to me if they don't like me. You know, and when I worked at Cracker Barrel, there was this guy that worked there and I hated him. He was the best host ever. I was a hostess, one of the people who seats you. This guy was great. He knew everyone's name. He knew all the table numbers. He could bust a table in a heartbeat. He knew the, the menu back and forth. He helped people with their wheelchairs, but he was an awful person. His temperament was so abrasive. And nobody liked working with them. The only person who could tolerate them was me. Okay. Come to find out, people perceived me the same way that they perceived this guy. And so, yeah, we were excellent, but nobody wanted to engage. And it didn't matter how good we were. And I worked at Cracker Barrel almost six years. I won employee of the year. And I finished college and knew they were going to promote me to management. I, I was so excited about it. I was looking forward to it. I had heard that um, restaurant managers were making $70,000, $80,000 a year. This was 2008. That was a lot of money to me. I was making $213 an hour. So, I mean, just to put that in perspective, it was going to be life-changing money. And when I applied, they told me I didn't qualify. And I was like, how could I not qualify? I've worked here for almost six years. I don't miss shifts. I'm never late. And there wasn't a good reason. And I couldn't help but think, you know what? It's because these people don't like me, you know? Like, they chose not to. They gave me employee of the year because I was a good employee. But they didn't think I was a good person. Now, my mom thinks it's some other demographic factors in it. But either way, it went down. Years later, I had a lot of restaurant experience and no job. So I set out to improve this annual tradition. And I'm not saying I'm going to kiss somebody's butt because that's not my style. And I'm still going to be really honest because that's just who I am. But there's a difference between honesty and unsolicited feedback, yeah, right? Definitely. So if you post a selfie and I think your makeup is horrible, It's not very honest for me to say your makeup is horrible. It's not a lie, but it also wasn't necessary, right? I could have kept scrolling and said nothing. Or maybe I could have like nudged you in the DMs, you know, if we were really that close. Or maybe I could have called you or text you. Or maybe I could accept that you're a stranger on the internet and your makeup's not bothering anyone. <laughs> and so I've had to kind of morph into that latter person is my opinion. Is my opinion 
necessary? Is it relevant? Is it interesting? Or is it kind? If it's not any of those things, then I shouldn't be saying it. And that has helped me a ton. So I think I'm still the same person on the inside. I don't think I was ever a mean person. But I think because of the choices I made and how I engaged with people, right, I had a bad perception. And perception is real. It doesn't really matter how I feel about me. If you dislike me, you're not going to hire me to be your coach. You're not going to have a coach that you hate. And so if I wanted to truly do the mission that I think God put me on this earth to do, which is help women with their money, then the women have to respect me and they have to like me and they have to choose me. It's not enough for them to just respect me or think I'm intelligent. And that was, that is a continuous mind shift. I'm always having to remember because I was brought up that it doesn't matter what people think about you. That's how I was raised. Don't worry about what people think about you. Let it roll off you like water on a duck's back. Other people's opinions of you is none of your business. That's how I was raised. So I never cared if people like me. I never asked. It didn't matter. It wasn't until I got older and more mature. And I'm like, ugh, this does matter. Don't. Yeah, I've been playing the game all wrong. But do you see the big um, present in that? That I mean, so many women are raised to care about everything what other yeah. people think of them. And you're coming now from the other side. I mean, that's that's just so powerful because it's shocking. I, I am shocked when I hear women not launch a business because they are afraid of someone's opinion. I'm like, does that someone pay your bills? It's baffling. But, you know, it's already like two year old little girl wants to wear something like the T-shirt of her brother. And, yeah. and the parents tell her, no, that's not for girls. What would other people think of you? That's like the sentence ingrained uh -huh. in the brain from, and that's, that's just, or, 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 you know, on the playground, don't get dirty. What would people think? Come on, it's a child. And I don't and, think it's a child that plays, but it's always the girls. The girls get discouraged about views. Like how does It doesn't look good if you do this or that. It's not for girls. And what do other people think of you? I mean, I I totally get your shift and your your growth to to this uh, goal of I want to be liked and 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 kind. But it's such a different approach than being little and and having to deal with everybody. <gasps> what will she like? Uh, what will she think of me? What will he think of me? I mean, that's so devastating and so um exhausting if you're always like <gasps> and you can i bet you are the perfect coach for for yeah, learning it mind. now teaching yeah. these people to learn it the other way yeah i i am very big on, because you comparison is the thief of joy absolutely the thief and so between comparing themselves to other people and or being worried about what people will think about them. And, you know, to be blunt, people are going to think something about you, right? They're going to form an opinion. See, that's what I missed. I thought that people had no opinion about me, that I didn't really matter that much to them. That's what I thought because I wasn't married and I didn't have children. And I thought the only way that somebody would be that concerned about me 
as if they were like my boyfriend or my best friend or my husband, right? No, strangers on the internet have an opinion about you. So if that's the case, wouldn't you want that opinion to be a good one if you could choose? So when you don't put your business out there, when you don't sell your stuff, when you don't make any money, when you complain about how good your friends look and how lonely you are because you don't have a man. And, you know, when you put all that 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 un, unresolved trauma out there on the Internet, like people do, what do you think people think of you then? Like you're, you're painting a picture for people, whether you know you're holding the brush or not. <laughs> Absolutely. So you might as well paint something pretty that people want to look at because you are, unless you just don't use social media at all, you are painting a picture for people. And I want my picture to say, hire me and have little dollars floating around. <laughs> but you said paint something which is pretty, but I think paint something which is authentic. Yeah. You know, like that's pretty. I Everyone's authentic self is a pretty expression of them. When I say pretty, I mean like real. I don't mean like superficial. Like I'm a pretty woman. I don't have on any makeup right now. Like this is how I look. <laughs> so however you look, like this is how I show up in the world. I don't wear makeup on a day-to-day -day basis. So I don't like to get dolled up for certain occasions. And then you see me in person and go, well, who is that? Because 362 days of the year, I'm not going to have makeup on. Um, I've got a big speaking gig in Texas in August. I will probably let them convince me to pay for a makeup artist, <laughs> but it has to be like a televised kind of conference for me to go. I just, I'm just not a makeup person, but being your authentic self, but most people don't know what their authentic self is because of the trauma, because of the shame, because of the guilt, because of the fear, because Instagram tells them to be really thin and pose a certain way and put, I didn't know what filters were. <laughs> I just found out what a filter was last year. 2021 is the first year that I, I'd heard the word, but I didn't actually know what it, it was like, what it did or how it worked. Someone like, oh, that button on Instagram. And I'm like, what button on Instagram? And they're like, you know, when you post a photo and it, it scrolls and I'm like, yeah, they're like, you know, that page where it asks if you want to add an effect. I'm like, yeah. You're like, what do you think the effects are? I'm like, I don't know. I just keep pressing next until they post. I don't know what that is. And then it showed it to me and I was like, oh, it's like makeup. Well, I don't wear makeup, so I don't care. But like, I meet women who tell me they don't post pictures of themselves without filters. I've met women who tell me they don't do Zoom. Apparently Zoom can filter you. Who knew? So I think being your whole self is a very bold and courageous thing, especially if you don't look the way that society tells you you're supposed to look. Society says that a finance expert is supposed to be a 60-year-old white man. I am pretty much, a, I'm a, a terrible representation of a 60-year-old white man. I am about as far from that as you're going to get. Uh, But that's and, okay. And he's wearing a little bit too large suit, right? Like, like when Yeah, <laughs> or like a, a cardigan sweater like Mr. Rogers. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got the comb over because his hair is thinning a little bit yeah. and uh, <laughs> He's got some really academic looking glasses on, you know, a blue yeah. tie or maybe a red tie if he's Republican. And um, he's 
telling you not to buy $8 coffee, but he has a private jet. So there's, there's, I just want to be honest with people and let them know however you are is fine, but it might not be getting you the result that you want. That's the determination I came to. How I am is fine. I'm wonderful. I'm amazing. I'm great. But it, it might not be conducive to the goal that I want. If my goal is to get clients so that I can help them with their money, then not being likable doesn't help me. And I'm telling you, anybody out there who is willing to get some brutal self-feedback, make you an annual Facebook post, what is one word that comes? And now the words are so different. The words are generous and kind and knowledgeable, intelligent. You know, I don't get any of that bossy, stern, mean crap anymore. Like the most, I might get like ambitious. That's probably the bossiest word I get now. But now it's more generosity, kindness, uh, ability to share. And I'm like, yes, I have cracked the code on how I can still be me. Because again, I'm not, I'm not going to let you run me over. I'm not going to work for free, you know, but it's important for people to, to like me and know who I am. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I didn't know you before, before that, but, but I think you didn't bend over, you didn't change or have a mask on. You are, you just changed because you wanted to. Right. And, and um, I, I really think that's the big difference of being honest and just being an asshole to say like your sweater is so ugly That's just not helpful. And, and it's not helpful at all. And like, but like I said, I'm I'm the type of person. If my sweater was ugly, I would want you to tell me. But me. But, but <laughs> you, everyone's not me. Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't wear an, an a sweater which you like and and perceive that anybody could say that's ugly, right? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't always very stylish. Yeah, but what is ugly? Do you know Iris Upful, the the hundred year old uh, designer lady with the with the yeah. She there is a documentary about her, and I love this question. Like they asked her, um, "What do you think when you see a person and it's just like it's like not working? Their outfit yeah. is not working." And she said, "Oh, that's not up up to me to judge." Everybody can wear what 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 they want to wear. I thought that's so that's so nice. Like, oh, I'm not my business. I wear what I want. You wear what you want. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's so 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 interesting. And you know, you said so many things. And in your work, like with money, it's so much more than money, right? It's self esteem. It's self confidence. It's um, how how you present yourself. How you want to show up authentically authentically and um not worry too much about other things otherwise you just don't have a business and work and a job a safe job where you don't have a, a stage where you have to yeah. present yourself but if you want to have a business you rather have your own dream business and not like doing everything in the favor of of your Like, who do you want to serve, right? And that's that's what you, this question, you answered beautifully and said, I want to work with these kind of people and they have to yeah. like me. So I have to, I have, I have to, to present myself better. I think that's where people get scared though, you know, and, and that's probably a talk for another day because I run my mouth forever. But 
the scarcity that we place on women. We tell them that there are only so many clients and there's only so much money and there's only so much time. And it's just not true. I have more business than I could ever want. And I only work with a certain little sliver of, of people. I don't have to be miserable in my business. That's why I left corporate America because I was unhappy with working with the public. If someone came in and said they didn't want to work with a black person, I still had to help them. And that sucks because I'm pretty black. So, um, I mean, that sucks sucks in so many ways. That's it's so bizarre. Right. And yeah. And so they would try to circumvent me and work with like white male colleagues, but just like businesses, the bank had segmentation. So if you made a certain amount of money, guess who you got assigned to? Me. See, it didn't matter how many ways you went about circumventing me, you'd get right back to me. And it just created double work for everybody. It was bad. And so I, I challenge people to, to do the be, do, have test. So what do people need to be before they qualify to work with you? What do people need to do before people are qualified to work with you? And what do people need to have before they are qualified to work with you? And I I love using the word qualify because you need to be aware. Everyone who wants to give you money isn't your assignment. Just like every person who wants to date you isn't who you should marry. Like you should be really particular before you yoke yourself up with somebody that's not where you are. And so for me, you need to be a woman in business. You need to be ambitious and want more. You need to be a winner. I don't, I don't help people who feel like losers. If you are defeated, then I would probably refer you to therapy or counseling. Because me and my coach coaching doesn't cure low self-esteem or, 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 or deeply rooted trauma. You know, I know those things. So I, I, you have to be things. You have to do certain things. You have to do the work. You have to put yourself out there. You have to be visible. You have to know your numbers. You have to hire an accountant or a book. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do your books and file your taxes and be your coach. Like, come on, I'm, I'm not. And so you you have to be and do and have. So like, I I invite everybody who sells anything, anything. What does this person need to be? What do they need to do? And what must they have before you are willing to take their money? And then it's really easy to screen out people that don't. Because you can say, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Um, Did you say you were a 17 year old? No, no, you must be an adult and you must be a woman. But I can refer you to someone who mentors young men, right? And, and then it's not a case-by-case basis. You don't have to worry about sob stories. None of that matters because you have your be, do, have. So that's the first thing I tell people. And honestly, I think you should do that with friendships and job opportunities, even podcast interviews. I don't go on everybody's podcast. It has to have something that lights me up and go, oh, that's interesting. I would listen to that podcast. That's so good because I I um, put the be do have in front of my customers for their future. You know, what do I want to be do have in two years, in five years, in ten years, mm-hmm. even in fifty years? Who who do I want to be and and what do I want to do? But I love to switch it over for for business people to think about their 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 clients in that way. That's yeah. so cool. I will do that. Wow. 
and and as you say with friendships i always teach my my clients are like these women who got treated like you can't wear this t-shirt of your brother what would other people think yeah so to to um think it the other way around who has the honor to spend time with me today you know it's not oh, you bad. running uh, running around and and hoping that somebody spends time with no you are intentionally giving away your time to people you love or or events or activities you really like because we don't know how long we are here so we rather spend our time with uh, people we care and that can be at work i mean like you you told about the bank treatments that's just not the way you want to spend your time right like bye yeah it's it's nuts i you don't even know what to say when you encounter like overt racism in 2021 you're just like what this is still a thing yeah and it really really is and that's so sad and and we have so much work to do it's incredible Clearly, but um, the B do have the B do have for everything, right? Everything, everything. That's so cool. Do you have another exercise you use for you and for your clients, or or some like mindset trick you could share? Yeah, I usually will because this is what women will do. They'll go, I want to invest in in a coach. I want to hire you. I want to hire an accountant. I want to host a retreat. And, and I will when I make more money, when I get another degree, when I get that certification, when I get married, when I move to Alaska, just there's always some pre-qualifier, right? We're like the Olympics. We, we create hurdles for ourselves. So the, the shortest distance between you and success is action. We purposely slow down the action by overthinking and creating a long list of things we don't have because we say we're unqualified. So what I'll tell people, what with the woman who already has whatever thing you're saying you need to have do? For instance, I am listing to become a registered investment advisor. It is a designation here in America that... Um, says that I could manage people's investments without working for a bank or an investment firm. So basically I could be an individual who does that. And obviously there's you know some fee and registration costs and a lot of red tape and hoops. I could have very easily said, you know what, I'm not gonna offer financial planning until I get this designation. Instead, I asked the regulator a question. I said, is it legal? for me to still do planning before I get that designation? He said, oh, absolutely. You just can't manage people's investments. I said, but I could do their planning. He said, sure. You passed the test. Perfect. So I went ahead and launched and started doing the financial planning. I bought the expensive software. I, I split off my website because I need a separate web. Like I'm, I'm already acting as though the registered investment advisor firm exists. So I'm looking to hire a client associate because that's what I will need. I'm not waiting until it happens. I'm going to embody her now. What does the Natalie who runs two businesses have? More help than I've got now, a nicer website than I've got now, 
more time off than I've got now. So why don't I go ahead and start building those things now instead of waiting for it to happen, right? By doing the actions now, I'm all but guaranteeing that the positive thing will happen. The reason that most people who make these excuses, for lack of a better word, don't ever manifest is because they keep acting like the person they are now. I lost 40 pounds in 2020 because I started acting like an athlete. I told myself in the morning I was an athlete and I asked other fit people what they ate for breakfast. And when I lounged on the couch, I'd go, Serena Williams wouldn't be lounging on the couch right now. <laughs> Serena Williams would be out, out on the trail. Beyonce wouldn't be laying on the couch right now. Beyonce would be a dance rehearsal. Better get on those shoes and go to dance class, Natalie. Like, I started to, I told myself, I'm an athlete. So what would an athlete do instead of I'm an overweight person on a diet? Yeah. So see, most of us are, are treating ourselves like imposters. I'm a woman who wants to start a business. I'm a man who wants to be buff. I'm a child who wants to make honor roll. So we've put where we are and where we want to be on different planes. Yeah. no. I am Natalie, the financial advisor who runs a mid six figure empire. That's who I already am. See, so I just need to start investing at that level, speaking at that level, charging at that level, as uncomfortable as it makes people feel. And then I will attain that level. I will attain that level because of my actions, not my intentions. Most of us have good intentions, but they keep us small. So we keep charging like we're new and we keep talking about ourselves like we're new and we keep presenting ourselves like we're new. And that's why <laughs> 10 years later, we still feel like we have a new business because we haven't done anything that would make us feel experienced. So that's what I would tell people. What I outcome are you looking for? And then how can you embody that now? And what actions can you take now to get you there? That's, that's the mindset. Hack. So cool. Have you ever done a, a future self meditation? Have you tried meditation at all? Or are you a big meditator anyway? I have done meditation. It is hard for me to quiet my brain. So I don't think I'm doing it very well. But there are guided meditations, you know, where there is a storyline and it's yeah. like action. It's like an action movie. I'm I'm really not good yet at the Zen meditation, you know, no thoughts. My mind is busy. Too. Okay, me either. Yeah, I have But, to do a guided meditation. Yeah, I can I can send you the future self meditation. Yeah. And it's so cool. You can, you know, dial the, the wheel of the years. Like I want to meet myself in 10 years or in, in 15 or so. And yeah. then in your mind, you visit her. And it's so cool to, to really feel like, wow, look at there. And it's your best version of yourself. I mean, you could yeah. just drink five liters, five gallons of vodka now every day and you would be dead in 10 years. But your best version, you know, your absolutely best version. Yeah. And you see that Natalie, like she's so radiant and she loves you so much. That's so, that's right. Like people are are really touched by this meditation, like oh, this love and this connection is so beautiful. Yeah. And then you can, you can like 
feel her next to you. And that's so powerful for clients with a lower self-esteem to have this beautiful, radiant, self-confident future self of her next to her. And you can like, you know, ask her, what would you do? And, and, and if you're like a little bit used to that, you, you get an answer, like, calm down, it will work out, you know, from (laughs) yourself, not from somebody outside. It's like, from you you can listen better for most people who don't like to get told what they have to do right if it's from your best version from the future it's like oh okay thank you and then you can you know you can play with these things i love to do that in in Hmm. that way i will send you the future self please you can try try. and and if somebody else from from the listeners want to try i will you can email me. I will send it to you too, because that's yeah. really, really a cool experience. And of course, if you're, you know, like um, doing meditations like that a lot, that the pictures get so clear, you can write the hmm. mu- uh, a movie script afterwards, but some wow. people, they see only colors or have feelings, yeah. you know, but most like, I would say 90% of my clients, they see really they're like in the movie and it's really everything included. It's 4d, you know, like, Okay. even smells everything that's really cool yeah that's really cool that's really cool so i i'm already excited to what you will me too i'm like (laughs) i want my future self me yeah which which version would you love to meet first like you can meet any year 10 year 10 year year. i want to meet 10 year natalie because um i'll be a millionaire by then for sure and I'll still have my youth. I'll only be 43 in 10 years. And I think that'll be a really powerful thing, you know, to talk about how uh, a little black girl from Mobile, Alabama, nowhere fancy, you're special, you know, with a little Southern twang. And, you know, because people have it all built up in their mind about what you can and can't have. I hear it all the time. I don't have a college degree. I don't have this certificate. I had children young. I filed bankruptcy. I went to foreclosure. Like they've they've already got this script of reasons why they can't be successful. I'm like, you know, all of these could be flipped and be reasons why you are destined to be successful, right? Like it doesn't have to be a reason why you can't. It could be a reason why you must. And for me, if I was going to be born middle class, I wasn't going to die middle class. That's why I didn't become a school teacher. I'm one of the first people in my family to not be a school teacher. My mother was a school teacher. My grandfather, John Henry, was a school teacher. His mother, Mary, was a school teacher. Her mother was a school teacher. And their parents were slaves. The Campbells are teachers, but I just couldn't get with this $30,000, $40,000 salary. That just didn't make sense to me. So you, I did something already- you already knew that when you were deciding who. Oh yeah, what, I knew that as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because my grandfather was cheap. He would take me to Subway and wouldn't want to spend. At that time, Subway had a four-inch deli round sandwich, not not the long sandwiches, that small little one like on a croissant, and it was two dollars. And he would complain about paying two dollars for this sandwich. I didn't want to live like that. But I attributed it to him being born in 1925 and living through the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. But my mother, you know, she never got paid what she deserved. 
She never got paid what she deserved. My mom had two master's degrees and still in the school system, she made, I don't know, 40,000, 45 as an assistant principal. That's I mean, crazy. It's just crazy. That's it's just crazy. crazy. And so I, I didn't want to live a life where I had to choose. Am I going to fill up my tank or am I going to buy groceries and medications? And unfortunately, those are the kind of choices that school teachers in Alabama are making. There are teachers here on food stamps. No teacher should earn so little that she should qualify for government assistance. That is that is sick. Absolutely. I mean, in Switzerland, the, the salaries are so much higher than in America. It's but, but yep. also housing and everything is so much higher. So I don't know if if it would be equal if you put everything into the equation. But um, um, I always say teachers and childcare, you know, daycare people, they should earn more than any banker because um, that's like where our future people are, are getting their, uh, their foundations. It depends on what you value. Switzerland has very different values than the United States of America. I looked into moving to Switzerland once. Really? Hmm? I did because I really like how Swiss people stay out of worldwide skirmishes. Well, I like they do, it, they do it in the back background, you know, like. But that's better than being in the foreground charging into war. I just liked it. I like that they compensate their teachers well. They compensate teachers like lawyers. You know, I just I liked what I read. It made sense to me. I thought to myself, I could learn German. The cold is probably what put the the nail in the (laughs) but you know we have good heating so in in japan um in winter it's like the same temperature outside than inside it's not super it's not freezing in in osaka you know but the heater system is so different and here we have warm rooms in winter and outside you get just dressed appropriately. So, um, I mean, yeah. I, I, look, I looked into it. And if a certain person would have won another presidential election, <laughs> we were moving somewhere. So just saying it might not be out of the running since apparently he's back in the running. So yeah, we'll see what our crazy country decides to do. But um, I have enjoyed this. This was fun. Yes, I have a I have a question about your future self. Um, how old can you can you think about that? You can tell me. I don't want to think about that. How old do you want to become? You know, that's a question I ask my clients too. Like, if you can choose, you're super healthy, you're fit, your your brain is working on on really hundred percent. How old would you be like in your dream? Um, oh no, my grandfather lived to be 92. Um his father lived to be 101. Okay. So I I kind of worry about living a really long time. That's kind of my concern because of the longevity. And that's also why I married somebody that I really really like. That's because a good I'm not, anyway, Reno. Yeah, well, yeah, but like I'm not gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna live forever, right? So like I can't be unhappy forever. But but yeah, but of course you want to be happy, right? You decide. I'm just telling you, wants- people don't think that. I literally thought, oh my God, I'm gonna live 60 more years. I better choose right. 
that's a good idea if it's only for two years, right? It's just better. Well, I'm saying like some people don't think about their longevity or some people's families don't have longevity. I meet people whose parents died in their 60s. No one in my family has died in their 60s. The youngest death in my family is 80 years old. Wow. And she had three heart attacks <laughs> and she still lived to be 80 years old. So like we don't, the Campbells don't kill off easy. So it would be a blessing to make it to 100. I, I would like to live a life like Cicely Tyson. I don't know. This she, Cicely Tyson is a beautiful black woman who is an actress who's married to Miles Davis, the jazz player. Okay. And she was active into her 80s and 90s. She still had small roles on the TV screen. She was an activist. She kept her weight down. She was beautiful. She was stylish. She was funny. She was intelligent. And she just passed away maybe a year ago and she was in her 90s. And so I would like a life that could be reflected back on and people say, wow, what a wonderful life. Like Betty White. Betty White had a wonderful life. So, you know, as many years as God will give me, I will be happy. But I fully expect to live into my 90s just because of my genes. Okay. And and if you can choose, you're like 100 years old would be sure. right, really cool. That'd be really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm like 20 books by then, right? I have lots and lots of time to like write all the books and people will dote all over you. You know what happens when you turn 90? People love you, right? Even if they didn't like you, they love you now. And the, I mean, I get attention at You achieved that already now. You don't have to worry about that. Like, I know, but I'd be such a ham. And you could do whatever you want when you're 90. Nobody cares. If you don't want to wear a bra anymore, <laughs> who cares? You know, I, I'm looking forward to the freedom of 90, man. Sounds But like it's you're the be a role ball. model to have all that freedom right now. You don't, you're doing now what your customers are doing, right? Like, <laughs> oh, when I'm 90, I will do this and that. Hello. I know, but like there's certain things you only get by achieving a, a certain age. Like it's impressive to keep living. No one's impressed by you achieving age 33. It's kind of a given. Everyone doesn't get blessed with 80 and 90 years. There's a wisdom that you only attain in old age, in my opinion. So even though I'm mature for my age, I have not seen what a 90-year-old has seen. And that would be a different book. You've been through like 20 presidents. Like it's a different level of, of lived experience. And I, I just look forward to it. So cool. And I will send you the future me meditation and then you can meet her, you know, your hundred yeah. year old self. Like, hey, Natalie, I wrote 20 books and uh, this is how my life goes. And I, I'm not intending to stop until, um, you know, like the just sleeping into the other, like making your transition while you sleep in peace yeah. without any hospital around. That's like, yeah, right. After Agreed. a wonderful, wonderful life. But we yeah. got work to do here on this earth, right? I'm yes. so glad that you gave me, you gifted me one hour of your time. That's a big, big honor, Natalie. Really, thank you so much. That You're was welcome. fun. And uh, I learned a lot. Be to have for my clients. That's yes. That's uh, what I will do. Like right now as my homework, I swear I will do. I can send it to you Perfect. afterwards. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Can you have... Like if I give you the mic and the whole world is, world is listening, like it could, could the whole world could listen, right? Yeah. 
what is your message? Like, what do you say? I am Natalie Bullen, and I was put on this earth to help eradicate poverty in communities of color and uplift women so that they can earn the wealth they deserve and desire. Everybody listen to Natalie. And um, how can we help, you know, like what, when, when now everybody who is listening to sure. help your goal? They can join my free Facebook group, Unapologetic Wealth. If they are interested in working with me because I'm hilarious, they can go to unapologeticwealth.com. They can follow me on Instagram at unapologeticwealth. And if you just need a good time and to listen to someone motivational, I am on Clubhouse three times a week. And my handle on Clubhouse is at Natalie Bullen. Perfect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful You're day. Welcome. And you thank you for too. getting up early for me for recording. No <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. How amazing was Natalie? I mean, so much wisdom, so much cool advice. I will do the be, do, have now for my clients. And if you are on my be, do, have, like all meeting all these points, you are my ideal client. I want to invite you into the Toy Academy. And if you need financial advice of somebody who will tell you what you need to focus on and what you have to let go, you now know now where you will find that powerful coach of yours. So I'm just so happy that we connected. We, we saw each other in person, in person, like on Zoom the first time. And that's so cool to have kind of a blind date, even though you have an idea of this other person and you're so happy to get this person on your podcast and then you meet and it's recorded and you had the blessing to listen to our conversation how cool is that i'm looking forward to the next episode i'm looking forward hearing from you if you want that future me meditation too i will send it to natalie right now so um how old is she the future self you want to visit and just write a little short description of your future self to hello at joyismycompass.com. I'm super curious to read it and I will send you the information and the meditation. You need some kind of information. You know, in the Joy Academy, we do so many meditations and you get used to it. But um, if it's your first time or your first time for a guided meditation, you need some little introduction. So I'm happy to send you that via email. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast episode as much as I did, please write a review on iTunes or like, follow the podcast on Spotify, share it with your friends, and I'm happy to talk to you next time. Bye!